Minnesota basketball fans, welcome back to the Living in Loserville podcast. He's Aaron, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk some good old-fashioned Timberwolves. And a little Gophers at the end. We got a little <coughs> bad news for next year, the prize recruit. I'm sure everyone knows by now. Um, but we're going to get into this, talk about, um, you know, we're now on a three-game losing streak. Talking about the first two games outside the break. And the thing that gets you is all three of those games are winnable. You know, I'm not saying they had to win all three, but two out of three would have been nice. Uh, now that we actually saw it happen on the court, that actually plays into it a lot when you're like, all right, dude, you got to win that game type stuff. But we'll get into it. There are some fourth quarter issues going on. Um, we just got to figure some stuff out. We'll see uh, during this tough stretch. It's it's definitely going to be tough, as we know. Tough stretch, tough. Yeah, I just doubled up. Anyway, um, and then, of course, we'll preview next week, which, you know, it's it's rough, as we know, this stretch at Clippers uh, tomorrow, then back-to-back games. We get a couple days off, but at Lakers, at Sacktown, um, and, you know, those teams are playing pretty good. Lakers, I think, have won four out of five. Um, so we'll talk about it all here in just a second. If this is your first time listening to the Living in Loserville podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope radio. However, you don't have to go to Blog Talk and rope dope and download the show directly there. You can find it in a number of places under the rope dope radio podcast and Apple, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Player FM. Uh, tune in. We got a Spricker page, Living in Loserville. Also on Spotify. Um, while you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegruelingtruth.com and Sports News 24-7. And uh, one more thing. Get your television, your TV together without the hassle of cable. Direct TV stream. Stream the best entertainment and sports starting with 75 live channels. And for a limited time, save $120 of the first year when you get any package and buy the direct TV streaming device. There's annual contracts, no hidden fees, plus learn how to get premium channels included for the first three months with qualifying packages. Sign up now, direct TV stream. All right. We survived uh, the blizzard. You know, the, the wind and the cold with the the snow did do a lot. It was blizzard-like, but it sure – we didn't break – all these records they were talking about, 26 and 28 inches and Halloween 91 and all that, Aaron. Um, so we made it through. How are you doing, sir? Because it, it, it was interesting to to see those last few days of uh, blizzard-like conditions. Yeah, I'm doing well. I think we all are. But you're right. It didn't really live up to the hype, I guess. Um, I mean, nonetheless, it's still cold and snowy. But uh, yeah, it wasn't uh, people are like mad, like, oh, come on. I thought, I thought it was going to be 30 inches. It's like it's only here would people be mad that we didn't get a worse storm. <laughs> they said it would be worse than this. No, uh, but it's good. I, you know, Chris, this team, it's frustrating at, at times because you and I last week, you said, well, you know, you drop one to the Wizards and then you beat another good team and then. This time we thought maybe they'd do the same thing and they didn't. And, you know, they could have gone 0 or 3 and 0 on this stretch because the, you know, it was the semblance of Golden State. It wasn't Golden State at full strength. Right. And it just doesn't seem like 
there's a lot of uh, urgency going on here. And I know Gobert made a few comments about how they just haven't found themselves yet. Well, it's, you know, it's late February here. Um, Where are you looking? <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah, cats out and, you know, redo this and everybody's got a mesh and all that stuff. But, you know, it's, you know, it's coming down the stretch here and obviously the schedule's not going to get a lot lighter for you. In fact, it's going to be much stronger and it's just kind of hard to tell where you sit at the moment. Yeah, you're right. And and I like how you put that because of course we haven't had cat for a while, right? We get that. No doubt. That does affect shit. Uh, not having Rudy uh, in that game last night. Okay. Yeah, that that's fair. That is fair. And a guy like Prince and I think Noel as well, but like he said, there, there's no Curry. They didn't have their main defender or their second guy either defending wise they didn't have Draymond or Wiggins so um it kind of evens out there you know what I mean and not only that but once you get in the game right it's like well in the game though you know what I mean things are going good um and let's talk a little bit about that because these fourth quarter issues uh keep coming up um you know they started out really good Nas was just going nuts he had 18 points I think in the first quarter uh, he was just going nuts. Clay started going off himself. McDaniels was playing well. Um, and just couldn't really get it going until a little late, uh, shooting wise is just off. But, um, 34 to 25. And, you know, we, we had a decent lead, but we did give it up. Like I said, Clay went off and, and we were down only, you know, two points, 59, 57 at half. Um, we started out really well, nasty Nas like we call the rapper. I mean, Nas had a nasty dunk, um, forcing a turnover, and uh, looked pretty good in the third quarter. It was 87-78. Uh, Nate Knight, our new guy off the bench, Alexander Walker, both productive off the bench. Uh, Kumanga and Clay went nuts again, though. They, they were making a run. Um, I don't know, man. We, hit, we, we were forcing a lot of turnovers, 10 with a few minutes left of the third. And here's the frustrating part. So we had a lead, gave it up, no big deal. Then we had another lead um, at two different times somewhat early in the fourth quarter, Aaron. It was 90 to 78 and then 94 to, to 84 after Rivers hit threes after both of those forcing timeouts. Then all of a sudden, you know, the defense kind of was just okay. It was pretty good. It wasn't a problem. It was more offense, something we've seen now for a while. And before you know it, Clay hits a couple threes with five minutes left. It's 96-94. Slow-mo had an end one. Um, but then we give up a, you know, give up a, a pretty easy layup uh, not long after that. But it was 99-96. Clay hit a three, 99-99. Um, and then, yeah, the, the way we closed, it just, uh, we had turnovers. We had missed threes, both Nas and Ant. Uh, had a chance, wide open threes. McDaniel's missed one as well, and then even it was kind of weird. We had this this pattern of like, um, like here actually it comes down to what was it? I had it in my notes. It was like we scored five points from like the eight thirty four mark, like the eight minute mark, to like forty seconds left in the game, forty seven seconds I think it was. We played five. We scored five points. Then in like twenty seconds, we scored five points like right away to get back in the game, and we ended up making us having a nice like steal, 
uh, Ant actually got in way of a bad pass, stole the ball, dished it to slow mo, and then we turned the ball. They turned the ball over again. I think it was Conley, and we got the ball down the court, looking good, passed the ball really well. J Mac had an open three in the corner, and he missed it. The game was pretty much over at that point, but missed opportunities. And early shots, just taking early shots in, shot clock, in the shot clock. Nas in Ant did that a couple of times. And I hate to dog on Nas at all for his fourth quarter play because he had like 30 or like 29 through three quarters. But, uh, you know, he took like three threes. He, he was like 0 of 5 on the quarter. Uh, it just seems like we're, we're settling for shots. And then when we get something open, we just miss it. Um, taking shots too early, turning the ball over, really bad turnovers down the stretch. It, it just was such a winnable game, and we let it go. And, and it's just been an ongoing thing here of late with this fourth quarter stuff. Yeah, of late, but also uh, Timberwolves' trademark of not closing out games. I mean, it's been years now. Obviously, that's gone away for the last, you know, uh, 18 months or so. But um, – you know, Nas, you got to give him a little bit of credit for taking some of those threes. He was heat checking in the first quarter. So, you know, it's an unorthodox shot, but it goes in. And, you know, Anthony didn't have a great game, obviously. I don't know what he finished with, but it was, I think, less than 10 points. Um, so was that inexplicable? You know, Chris, when they get in those situations, that's where you need the second score. That's where you need, you know, some sort of game plan. And I just don't think even coaching wise, it was just kind of off kilter and, you know, they haven't given up many uh, of those real fourth quarter uh, and they weren't really in the lead. So they just kind of didn't close. And it's like, well, how many times can we, you know, go over why's or, or how it happened or could have done this or should have done that, or was an off shooting night or cats not there or, uh, they haven't gelled yet, or we got a new point guard. I mean, just constant things here that we're starting to go back into that downward spiral now. I don't think we're, you know, going to go through the tank, but we're dropping in the seedings. Uh, we got to try to fight now to get into this playing game, which we thought was going to be somewhat of a sure thing. Um, and it, it's kind of inexplicable how these things happen, especially when you drop, Chris, to the Wizards and you drop to – the Hornets, and it's like, well, you need those games. And you, I think I saw today or they lost eight games to losing teams over the season, the the Pistons, the stuff. It's just playing down to competition. Yeah, right. It's like, well, where do we go here? I mean, Connolly helps in ways, hurts in others, uh, particularly just not a scoring punch that you would get from D'Lo, uh, at least not to date anyway. Um you're just kind of floundering out there and you don't have uh Gobert for it. It's just off kilter night. I, I want to say that it's not indicative of the rest of the season, but in some ways it is, some ways it isn't. Um, in closing games, it just needs to be there. You can't just lay it all on Ant if they got Ant covered and he's not, or he's having a bad shooting night, which is rare, but it happens. Uh, there's got to be someone there to pick up the slack scoring wise, which is what uh, Russell sort of did. Uh, at times for this team. And it's the second score with Cat gone, which you hope you could depend on him as a second score. You've got to have someone to go to. And it just didn't look like there was anyone consistent. Nas tried to pick up the slack, but his shot wasn't falling. And, and so goes the game. It, it just, 
It didn't seem like they were getting in and out of their offensive sets very well, and they just didn't know what to do when the pressure was on and they needed to sustain scoring at the end of the game. They just couldn't get it together, and uh, and that could be indicative of a young team or it's just some sort of uh, personnel internal thing where you just don't have the parts at the moment. Yeah, I mean, D'Lo definitely was the second scorer uh, since Cat went out. I mean, the numbers definitely show it there. But we already talked about how the in-between area of like, well, we don't know exactly the game he's going to come back, so let's see how we do there from no D'Lo to, to in no cat, that was going to be a tough one. So I kind of anticipated that. We both anticipated like, okay, that might be an issue. Uh, more than likely it will be, especially on some nights. And Nas definitely, you know, picked up the slack there. He got 30 points. I think it was his career high. But, yeah, he just was like 0 of 5 and 0 from 4 from 3 uh, down the stretch. And, you know, Golden State, we had an 11-point lead early in the fourth. That's not crazy. Um we were kind of battling back, unfortunately, because it took us like uh, two quarters, almost three quarters to get into that Charlotte game defensively. It was like, guys, we got, we got to defend. I mean, we gave up. It was nice. We, we you know, we put up 32 points, uh, you know, in the first quarter, but we gave up 37. And it just, it just seems like they'd make a little run. Then they'd have, you know, bad turnovers. Um, and even at half, they were still down by eight. But down the stretch of that game, actually speaking of that game in the in the fourth quarter, we close. You know, we got it to ninety eight, ninety six with plenty of time. Ant actually hit a three with eight minutes left to to give us the, a lead there. I think it was the first lead of the game. Um, and then he hit another three later. It was one hundred four, one hundred two with five minutes. It's one hundred six, one hundred six. Uh, Conley had a good game. We had six guys in double figures. Nas did it as well. Ant hits a three. 347, up 109, 107. It's not a death sentence. We get that, but golly, um, it, it's a winnable game. And down the stretch, you know, um, we just missed open shots, much like we did with Golden State. Uh, um, you know, Ant had some turnovers. I think uh, somebody else had a really bad turnover, two missed shots. Um, and here was a telling stat. Ant and Kyle both had four turnovers, most of them in the fourth quarter, if I remember correctly. But here's a telling stat. In the second half of that game, the Wolves only took one free throw. Now, I understand, you know, you got to win a playoff series to usually get a whistle. But one free throw is just not good enough. And they were 10 of 15 in the, uh, in the, in the first half, ended up 10 and 16. Compared to the Hornets, who were 25 and 28, and you know, and, and they just wanted it more than us for most of that game. And when we say, you know, a stat losing, so there's a stat that just came out losing um, 10 or more games uh, after leading by 10 points, um, and we have 12 of those. That's the second most in the league. Um, so the fourth quarter, a lot of it is the fourth quarter. It's either the fourth quarter stuff that we're not as good at uh, this year or just not showing up defensively for either a full game or parts of the game. Now, offensively, um, we are 27th in the league, offensive rating of basically 101, one of the worst teams in it. And, you know, we can pl- we can blame some personnel. We can blame someone heat checking. We can blame someone settling for a three. 
Um, or like I said, not hitting the open shot when you actually did make all the passes and we just didn't knock it down. But also some structure comes with that too. We're not going to leave the coach out of there. At some point, we need more structure. And I understand the free-flowing offense. I get it. But we just need to call more plays, dude. And it's not all that. That is for sure. I'm not calling for his head like people are right now. This During this year, like that would make any sense anyway. Who are we going to bring in anyway, you know? But uh, I think structure, we've had enough of this team now, even last year, um, to where we've shown and proven that we don't, we, 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 we're not good in the, the natural flow in the fourth quarter. And for a long time, the scapegoats were Cat and D'Lo. This year, of course, Rudy as well. But we now have a true point guard. But I keep hearing from the media that we need to put Ant at point guard. Mm. But then didn't you say we needed someone to calm it down and be a true point guard? Because we've had Anthony the last two years. We now have a true point guard. So I think structure, though, we can't leave that out. You know, I love me some Coach Finch, but at some point we got to call more plays, man, because it's – I just – this team has proven it can't handle the free flow in the fourth quarter. Uh, Yeah, I think you nailed a lot of points there. Here's what I'm going to say, and I'm going to word it in a question. Have we seen – the weakness in Coach Finch. Now, I, like you, am not calling for his head. I like the guy. I think he's a good coach. But what I see missing is the ability to take, you know, you go into a game, you have D'Lo, you have Cat, you have Ant. It's a lot easy. It's pretty easy to run an offense uh, with those three players. Now, you don't have them, and now you take Gobert out for a game. It's sort of an inability to you to – manage what you do have as opposed to what you don't, if that makes any sense. Maybe I'll reword it. If you have. No, you're right. I got you. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Good. And even when we do have. Right? You know, yeah, right. So it's like when a coach you, in the NFL, for example, people say, well, you know, you got to use the players you have and, and make that work. Well, that's kind of, you know, what I'm saying here is like, yeah, you don't have this. You don't have that. You've got to have the ability to uh, make uh, lemonade out of lemons, if you will. And maybe that's a weakness or maybe he's just, you know, we're just trying to get over a hump here until we get this back or that back or cattle be back soon, which I guess is put off now a little bit from what I heard. I don't know if you heard anything, but I guess it's not as imminent as it once was that he's returning. So that's another possibly eight to 10 games without him coming down the stretch. And there's not a lot of games left. Um, so, and then another point that you made that I really wanted to bring up is defense. That's what happens. That's what you need when your shots aren't falling. Time old tale. You know, if your shot's not falling, play defense and defend. And I'm not sure. Obviously, Golden State is not the easiest team to defend, and I'm not going to say that, you know. But I'm not seeing – I'm not seeing – I'm not – I want to say the intensity because there's intensity. I'm just not seeing – perhaps, like you said, the structure, something's off there. But well, defense focus a lot too, and just focus and want to. It's urgency want to. right now. Every you know, every possession. Right. Just know? like you said about the Charlotte game, it's want to. They wanted it more, you know, and that can't happen. You know, it just it's a 
franchise thing, and I know people are throwing it in, and you're right, they're calling for Finch's head, which I think is ridiculous at this point. But, um, you know, it's it's knee-jerk stuff that's bound to happen. Nonetheless, I mean, there is some blame there on Finch. I think you're right about calling plays. I think also making, you know, lemonade out of lemons, that's something that you got to do. And I know it's been a long season for him, man, and I know you don't have Cat. And now you throw Rudy Gobert, and then you trade D'Lo, and then you bring in Conley, and I got to make this work, and it's a whole bunch of stuff. But that's the Timberwolves, man, and it's the way it's it's been, and I don't want to see it go crashing down or spiraling down again. So on a lighter note, Ant is here, and we've got to find a way to make that work. And I just don't think that's what he's done effectively. Um, now, you want to see it. Obviously, you don't go against Golden State and expect to, you know, I don't know, shine. You just want to get out of there with a win. But, um, you know, there's certain things that, you want to see happen. I'm not saying coach is burnt out, but uh, it just, at this point, it's like, I'm sure he's, he's losing hair. I haven't checked his hairline, but it's just, you know, it's been a lot to take this season and I'm not making excuses because anybody can see that the, the deck's been shuffled on him so much this season that it's crazy. So yeah, sure. Chris, structure, calling plays, but also personnel, you know, and you can't have your number one slash number two, your one B out for f- almost 50 games, it's just you can't do that and expect a guy. And then you're bringing in new parts, and you're trying to – it's just – it's not a recipe for success now. Can they salvage it? I think so, but it's going to take defense, effort, rebounding, fundamentals to get there, and it just doesn't seem to be something that they're striving for at the moment. Well, you know, it's funny because there was a 15-game stretch before the the uh, um, the break where we were – like the top defense, and we've been actually numbers-wise just as good or better uh, at defense. So this is something of late um, that's kind of snuck up, not the, well, we're playing a shitty team, we're going to play shitty defense, you know, but we've lost now four out of the last 12. So we're four and eight in our last 12 after having a very successful January and a good chunk of February. So we've kind of come off that, and a lot of people, you know, we turned the ball over, too, because the fourth quarter is not really about defense game in and game out. The defense is, like you said, when we're playing a team that's not good uh, on the, you know, on their record, that's where our defense is just, it's it's just gone. Um, it's just not there for many players, not all, but for many. And it, I don't know, it, it, it just, it's just kind of frustrating. And, and, and like I said, there's no cap. You know, since November 28th, looking at it right now. And there hasn't been an official report about it from the team that hey, we're going to actually wait longer or nothing like that. That, that. We don't know what it is. We don't know yet. But as far as, like, you know, the, the, the first diagnosis thing from now, it's been kind of jumbled when it comes to the, the media. Um, because if you ask Finch at a presser, uh, uh, the presser right before the, the the end of the break, he was saying he's because you have these last stages of passing this drill, passing that drill, and then the day of a game, he'll probably be doubtful, is my guess, and then they'll have him work out, and if things are looking good, he'll play. A lot of times you're usually questionable, then you play. That doubtful, sometimes that's a little funky, but you know it is what it is, and, it, and a lot of it is on the court though when you can beat a team you got to beat them most of the time not all the time two out of the three of the last you know instead of losing all three 
that would have been just fine with me. I wouldn't have been freaking out or nothing like that. But I do find it funny because it seems like Finch is the only guy getting any stick right now because there's no D'Lo. He's gone now. He's not coming back. He's gone. So you can't, you know, the the the, the media especially can't just go to their their guy. Let's blame him. Cat hasn't played since November something. Can't blame him. Um, can't blame Rudy last night. <laughs> Um, it's just funny how we can't just be like, hey, that guy had a bad game. Or the thing about Ant is you you can be critical of certain things about Ant defensively. Uh, you know, when he's playing a, a great player, he's fucking tuned in. When he's not, he's not. He's admitted it multiple times. Off ball, he gets lost looking for a steal. His guy gets open for a three or a backdoor or whatever. Um, he's only 21. This is his third year. So I don't expect – everything from him he's just now admitting that he's really starting to focus in on film study and that'll be the next couple of years once you get to 24 25 26 that's why it's actually entering your prime but i keep hearing well cat when cat comes back he's got to know this is ant's team mm. well in, in all offense you know the whole offense has to run through him well Last year, he took the most shots. In the playoffs, he took the most shots by five or six a game. This year, especially when Cat was down for obvious reasons, it also activated D'Lo for obvious reasons. Cat wasn't here. But Ant is taking the – dude, he's getting – he gets the most play calls. Like, that. the thing – the problem I have is we keep hearing this goddamn point Ant. We already were like one of the worst turnover teams, and when the ball's in his hand in the fourth quarter – he either makes bad passes or he, most of his turnovers come off the dribble, his own dribble. So this whole goddamn point and it just doesn't make sense. But at the same time, you can't be critical of it because he's only 21. Well, what the hell are you saying be a point guard at 21 then for? Leave Ann alone when it comes to point guard. Plus, you got just got done, you know, making a trade for a true point guard, which D'Lo got all the blame for that. So it's just, it just funky to me. Um, you know, I, it's, it's, I, I just got you. my hands in the air. Dude. Yeah, I hear you. I, I gotta I, take a, I gotta take a deep breath and have a cold Take a water. deep breath. No, I, you know, right. You're right. It's all falling on Finch because there really is nobody left. You can't blame Ant. He's 21 years old, like you said. Uh, and the, the best player. Now you want to give him the ball. Look, all, you know, to dovetail off your point, all his points come off passes. You're going to put him on the ball. I mean, unless he's in transition, he catches and shoots. He catches, makes a move and shoot. He catches Come and drives. Screen, right. He comes off screens. That's his game. That's what he likes get to him do. The ball. <laughs> you, know? you know, it's like point at what? You don't need that. And here's my take, Chris. And I'm, I don't want to sidetrack the show too much, but if you're looking for blame here, I got I got somebody who no one's putting blame on because he just got here and he's, you know, Mr. Wizard from Denver. But <laughs> you know, you, you know well, what I'm talking about here. Plenty of blame since the summer. I'll say that. I know, but right when you know when the shit hit the fan, here we are. You know, these are the results of your trades. You've got Vando, who's going to get a big check now because he's in L.A. play balling. You got a guy who's probably. Let me. I don't want to be too hot of a take here, but Walker Kessler is at least the equal to Gobert, and he's a freaking rookie. And that was your draft pick, and you gave that away along with a slew of other things for a player that you drafted, basically. Uh, there's a lot going on here on the top here. And I, I, no, Finch probably has his hand in it, too. I'm not going to say that it's just Connelly in a room on the telephone. 
is probably a committee of people here making these decisions. But nonetheless, it's got to be signed off on. And I'm not, you know, I'm, we were both for the for the Gobert trade. We both were on board. We said it's a lot to pay, but what he offers, blah, blah, blah. But we didn't realize what Kessler w- would be, and nobody did well, because it was in the offseason. Yeah. It was Forget in the, the offseason. What are you going to do? players are already traded uh, to a what? different team. You're right, the Kessler thing. Nobody right. saw that, and I'm not going to act like I – I yeah. like the pick. Hopefully he could develop into something, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. But now we're February 27th. We, <laughs> yeah. we kind of have a good look at the <laughs> landscape here, and we're seeing the Timberwolves' west coast – rising up the standings and the Timberwolves Midwest coming down the standings. And you look, look all that behind us because it's, you can't cry over spilt milk. You got to deal with what you have and you do have parts and pieces and it's just not, it's just not all coming together, whether that's a, <clears throat> excuse me, a Finch thing, or if that's a, Maybe the players are on the West Coast and they're just kind of like, hey, you know, sunshine. It's been cold as shit in Minnesota. Let's, you know, enjoy some Those players play good for us, though. So I don't think that had any – they play good for us. Whatever it is, they got to snap out of it. That's the end – I mean, that's the bottom line here because, like you said, I don't know. We get 20 games less, Chris, less than 20, something like that. Yeah, 19, I think. 19. I mean, you got to get together. Cat's got – I mean, what do we do about – let's say Cat comes back for the last 10 that's he's out for 50 games. What do you do about that? You just suck it up and and say, okay, yeah, you missed uh, two thirds of the season. Um, and he, I mean, he, obviously he's signed, and you can't. I mean, what do you I mean? Guess, what do you what do you mean? What 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 do you what do? can you do? Why I, I'm just yes, my hands are up in the air too. It's like I'd like to be able to do something about it, but there's not much you can do. You know, it's he's. Oh, you're talking overall, or are you talking cat? Cat. What What do you mean? What What could we do? Like, well, I'm just. I was. Are out, you was, saying he's milking it? No, I'm not saying he's milking oh, it. I'm just saying it just sucks confused. that he's out for. for oh yeah, yeah. Two thirds yeah. of the season, and yeah, there's yeah. not a lot you can do about it, and that just. Yeah, you can't even see another. if it's a failure with him and Rudy because we haven't seen it much. No, it's yeah, frustrating. You can't judge anything from it, and there's really no. Obviously, it's just you, you know you're at a point here, Chris, where I think we're on this crossroad. It's like. If something isn't done here, and let's say best case scenario, you go and you win uh, 12 of your last 19, you know, that's great. Then you're probably in the play and you're probably doing some, some things in the playoffs. You might not get very far. Oh, we'll get to 16 or 15 if we do that. If we went, if we went 12 and six or 12 and seven or 11. But what if you win six of your next 19? And then you go into the off season and you didn't make the playoffs. And now you've got this mix match group of uh land of misfit toys put together on a squad. You got cat who hasn't played. You have, what do you, you don't have any assets. You're going to have to do some things. Uh And then you're down into that. You, like, we don't have draft assets. Right. But then we're yeah. down into that Timberwolves grind of the off season. And it's like, I thought we left that, yet all of a sudden we've got an all-star player and and an off-season of questions and answers. And, you know, the last thing I would want to see in that situation, by the way, just to end this point, is Finch being gone. And that could possibly happen if they tank out and, and they, you know, there's got to be a scapegoat somewhere now. Obviously, yeah, you and I – 
do. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> you know, obviously you and I, we don't want to see that, but if it goes that way, Chris, I mean, what else are they going to do? They can't move cat. They're not going to move anything. They're not, they've already made enough trades. They don't have the stuff. If some, if the, if a head's got to roll, there's really only one head that can roll. Well, what do you mean they can't move cat? Like in the future, not even talking about next year, let's say two years from now. But why wouldn't they be able to move cat? It's not that I should rephrase that. They won't move cat in my opinion. You're talking about this off season or in the future? In the off season. Oh well, yeah. I mean, had he played this whole time and then we didn't make the playoffs, well, then I go, well, yeah, this doesn't work. Let's do something. Uh, yeah, I was just making the point. Is. I was just making the point that there's not a lot of of scapegoats here. You know, it's Finch, and that's about it. Sure, sure. Yeah, but Conley has been getting dogged on since the day of the trade. <laughs> you know, I'll say that. Um, and you know, that, that was going to happen when you made that type of trade. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is, it just, it just, it does feel negative. And it's funny because had we won these last two out of three, you know, the standings do look better and all that. So some of it's that. Um, and of course, you know, without Cat, that has to be in the equation. Uh, the frustration does what we're talking about, the detail of stuff of the fourth quarter stuff when we've already proven we belong on the team, you know, on this team against this opponent and we're winning the game um, in the amount of times we've given it up. Or even when we've had a big lead and we win the game, but we just barely win it. You know, that happens too. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that's obviously off-season talk for sure. And that that will be a funky spot, no doubt about it. Um, But, yeah, the fact that, you know, Cat hadn't played since November 28th, like we're saying, that's going to be – you know, I don't think we would move them just for that reason uh, next year. But the year after, year after, I think people draft assets, no doubt. But that's the thing that I always liked about the trade is we have a a core of youthful players that are going to be here, and you can always trade Cat for a lot. And the way first-rounders are being thrown – shit, the way second-rounders are being thrown, five of them and stuff like that uh, – We'll be able to get draft capital back. But, yeah, it's a it's about as, you know, it's a negative season because of the injuries, you know, where you're just like, God damn it. But then the other layer is that at times not getting up for, um, you know, that stuff. But, you know, I don't think it's bad to be at times critical of Ant in the fourth quarter or McDaniels, how he just is, like, addicted to fouls. You know, it's like, dude, <laughs> this guy is second in the league in fouls. It's sometimes you're like, dude, you got to calm down a little bit. Or, or J-Mac, you know, he's getting the rust off. What's up with J-Mac? Is it just rust, or mm. is it more of what the play was like earlier this year? That's going to be interesting. A positive note has been Alexander Walker producing mm. off the bench. That's a guy that we got to make a decision on the offseason. That's kind of that's interesting there. Um, but yeah, man, it, it, it's been like a very up and down year. It started out really bad. I mean, up until going into the break, it was positive, right? Now we've lost yeah. three in a row And that three in a row, like we spoke of, you can't go much past that because once you get in the fourth and fifth and sixth game losing streaks, you're fucked right now. You're, you're literally in the lottery. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it, it's a different type of year for that. Because the the race is so close, and you're like, it, it, it's it's a negative year for that, no doubt about it. It it just it, it's frustrating that it had to be uh, some of these items. But you know, we can talk about you know the the whole 
mm-hmm. injury stuff. And, and there's plenty to talk about injury wise, but you know, it's it's really that in game stuff where you're like, dude, you guys just there's like six players tonight right now are just not into it. Yeah, and you know, it's that like you know what we said about the scenario before, and I mean, you got Lakers twice, Golden State twice, you got. Uh, Philly, Brooklyn, uh, Sack twice, Sack twice, Phoenix, San Antonio. I mean, this is not New Orleans. It's like, and like you said, Chris, you can't turn this three into six, and that could so easily happen. Yeah, it could so easily happen, and going to seven, and then then you're looking up, and you're going, okay, you know what what to do now, and then you know you think you know Magic Cat's going to come back and, and save the day at that point. It's it's uh, you know, you try not to be because, like you said, we, before the break, we were <laughs> things were looking up, man. You should have made hay in the beginning of the season when you had a nice light schedule, but you know, it's just it's one of those things where it, maybe it's a lost year. I don't know. We're not there yet. We'll talk about that and later. Hey, but. If this is a lost year, we've been in playoff contention almost the whole year, so we do got to keep that in perspective too. Yeah, and like you said, there are bright spots if we can resign the kid and and. Uh, get cat back and, and, you know, have an off season here to, to do some things, but nonetheless, we're still in season. You come out and you beat LA and you beat sack, you know, it changes the way things look. And right now it just appears that, like you said, you got to close out these games and there's not really a closer. And by himself is, I don't think the spacing and the, and the plays and he's not ready yet to just he's not ready close for or it. closer. He's not know? ready for it. He's proven it. He has too yeah. many turnovers. Yeah. And so who is going to close at those moments? And Nas Reed shooting threes, God love him, ain't going to do it. Um, and you can only get so much from slow-mo. And there's, you know, so where's the scoring coming from, Chris? That's the that's the question. Obviously you have Ant, and he'll, give, he'll drop some every night. But when you lose D'Lo, and, you know, for all his criticisms that people had about him, he could fill it up and – it's it's not there, and obviously Gobert and Connolly, that's still a good thing if you can get that working. And you know McDaniel's and his fouls, a lot of that's some quick whistles. Also, some of them are just fouls. Some of them are just he's mad at the play that just happened, and he fouls. It's like Towns in a sense, yep. where you're yep. just like you're letting your emotion. Uh, you know, well, obviously Noel is a scorer. Um, Prince, you know, we've missed him the last couple games. He's a scorer off the bench. Um, those are the two that stand out that weren't in the game, but um, you know it, it's it's touch and go, it's touch and go, and I don't think we'd be overreacting. I don't think we're overreacting, but I don't think we'd even be in this realm if it wasn't for such a tight ass race, dude. Yeah, I mean it's incredibly tight, and um, it's and that's how it's going to be. I mean that's yeah. the Western Conference. You know, it's no surprise. It's just that we're in the mix now, and. We have to notice it instead of being like, well, it's a tight race, but we're way at the bottom of the standing, so who cares, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, so now you're in the mix, and you have to keep pace, and I just don't – now, you know, what do you think a cat coming back is going to actually do? I mean, hopefully, best-case scenario, you go on a run. Worst-case scenario, you know, take some time to condition and all that stuff, and so you'll drop five games there, and – uh, without him being fully back, and then he is back, and it, it, could it be too little too late? Well, as far as, like, closing super strong, I mean, it's 
I think it's, I mean, it, that's tough to say. It, it just feels like it's too little too late. But it, that's meaning having home court. Uh, or not home court, sorry. Um, just top six, you know. I think it, it feels like it's too little, too late for that. Now, when even when we were, like, bouncing around 500 below or right around it early in the season and below it, like, four games or whatever, um, we had a – I think our longest streak is five games. I think our longest winning streak is five games. And that was when Cat played. And our longest losing streak was six when he didn't – when he wasn't playing. So I wouldn't just say we're going to lose five in a row when Cat comes back because he needs conditioning or nothing like that. But, you know, it matters what part of the schedule it comes back to, right? Although, does it? Because this team, you know, turn around and win the next two out of three, and you're like, yeah, I like our standings. We're pretty good. We're in fifth place. So it looks pretty good. Cat just came back, and, you know. So that's what's so funky about this. But, yeah, as far as getting a top six seed, <laughs> because you lost those two games, especially at Golden State, it was winnable, whatever. But those two games right now mean so much, and we just can't afford to do it. <clears throat> and you can only make up for it against the, the elite team so many times, especially on the road, which segues us uh, nicely to on, on the road. <laughs> we started in Golden State. You know, we saw how that worked. But uh, tomorrow at – well, we're in L.A. back-to-back. Tomorrow with the Clippers – We've been playing pretty good. They were in, involved in that crazy, uh, was it triple overtime, double overtime? Second most scoring ever behind uh, the Pistons in the 80s. Um, and then same building, got a two-day break there um, at Lakers. And then our last back-to-back game of the year at Lakers, at Sacktown. Not a super long flight there, so that that's helpful. But, I mean, we need one out of these yeah. three. I mean, we need one out of these three. Would it be great to do two out of three? Yeah, that'd be phenomenal. Um, of course, someone will say, oh, it'd be great to go three in a row. Well, no shit. Yeah, of course, that's ideal. It'd be great to go 19-0 and know why we're at it. But uh, just give me one win out of these three is a must. Um, we can't lose all three. I, right now, I don't think we can win two out of the three, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Now, when we get to the Clippers game, Who's going to be starting? That plays into it. But we just yeah. found out with Golden State, you know, they've rested some guys, and that didn't work out. Now, LeBron has had a little setback in his ankle, so he may not be playing Friday. But there's going to be plenty of gusto there, right, from the former players. D'Angelo went down with an ankle sprain. I don't know if he'll be back by that game. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, man, in that, that game, that Friday game, I didn't think about it. But that, that Friday, I, I said, remember we were talking about during last week, it, we we would really, it'd be nice to have Cat by that Laker game. Yep. But I doubt they're going to play him on a back-to-back mm. right away. That's usually not the thing nowadays, the last decade or so, uh, where someone returning from a long injury to go back-to-back. It just doesn't line up. You know, that's where I do agree with all the science stuff that we found out about the body. And, like, yeah, dude, you know those times when you're playing, you know, six games and eight nights and you're fresh off injury? Your, your injury percentage goes up after that you'll get hurt based off of that so I never I didn't think that through Aaron and now I'm like maybe he returns sack maybe they just bring him back in Philly but we don't know like I said the way Finch said about it it's in the final stages of those last drills and he's just got to pass everything to prove he's on the court but mentally 
he said he's ready to go. The injury's fine as far as, you know, sometimes when you come back from injury, you don't trust it. He's over that hump. So, yeah, but right there, man, that, that, by, if we're not, if Monday, there's been no, not even a doubtful lineup, like in the lineup, he's doubtful tonight. Um, then it, the too little too late <laughs> stands out pretty bright. But yeah, I'm going to say, uh, uh, one of three. Yeah, I think that's fair, and I think you're right about Cat. I think it's going to be uh, home against Philly, uh, home against Brooklyn. It seems logical for a time to bring him back, but who knows? I mean, you never really know, and you're right about the back-to-backs. I don't think he'll do it then. And, you know, Chris, you know, every podcast we have, we have to talk about bounce back. Well, we need bounce back now because we need to beat the Clippers uh, because I don't think you're going to beat – the Lakers, and I don't think you're going to beat Sacramento. So I think you're one and three, just like, just like you said. And I think that one is the Clippers. You got to have that one, and you've had a day off or so. I think it's just one day, maybe two. Um, no, that's tonight, isn't it? No, that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yeah, that's so you've off. had two, one day off. Wasn't a long, long flight. No, and you're in LA, so you got sunshine. You that work for you or work against you? It's. It- Oh yeah, yeah, you had the weather. There's snow in the mountains there, dude, in Pasadena. (laughs) So you gotta feel at home at least. Yeah, the LA River is actually a river at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's that that drought. You guys are talking about the drought. Now you don't want it. Now you don't want uh, (laughs) precipitation. Okay. Not getting your water from Vegas anymore. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So obviously you want to get the Clippers just because you think you know the Lakers. I guess you know if like you said Russell's out, LeBron's got a thing. You could probably maybe steal one there, but I don't want to. I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> so I'm thinking you beat. You know, you hope to get out. Just end the losing streak. Get in the W yes. again, and then maybe you push hard against the Lakers and maybe pull something out. Sacks tough, man. I think we beat them once at home, but they're just so fast. Their transition team. It's like if you're not ready to play defense, they're going to run you out of the building. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but you know you got to keep up with those guys. And I'm not 100 percent confident at the moment that that they can. So I say it's possible to go two and three. Obviously it's possible to go three and oh, but it's, I don't think it's very likely. I think you, you hope out of this stretch, Chris, to, to just beat the Clippers and, you know, you want to show improvement through the other two and, you know, hopefully steal one. That'd be great if we could talk next week about, you know, Hey, we got two out of three that makes up for the, for the oh and three from the, from the week before oh and two, whatever it was. And it's just, you know, you want some positivity here. You're going to need it because, you know, nobody wants to see this thing spiral out of control. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, the Gophers uh, got some bad news. Of course, not a complete shock, but, um, you know, although they have four freshmen on campus, two of them have really shown a lot. The other two have shown flashes. Um, we got three vets. Hopefully they all come back. Um, got a good core, uh, for next year in the, in the coming years. But anytime you make such a splash and get a, you know, top 20, top 30 recruit in the country, depending on the service and at least top three center, uh, depending on the, the recruiting service, it does hurt. And it is something in the back of my head that as these, you know, losses piled up and you know that you know it's it just I don't know I mean sometimes it comes down to a coach on the either the head coach or a quality assistant coach 
uh, has a, a track record of developing bigs. You know, it could be a variety of stuff. Could be just money, but that kind of plays into what it used to be anyway. Because um, a lot of people are saying it's just money, but why would he even made a decision then originally? You know what I mean? If it was just about money, so I think it's a combination of stuff. But uh, as far as who he's going to choose, uh, but it, I can't say that I'm completely shocked. Now, does this is this like it's it's a wrap now? Losing this is done. Uh, no, I mean I don't believe that. It'll be interesting to see, though, and he is a damn good recruiter, so, you know, he's got to make some hay now. I do think we'll get it. We'll be in the transfer portal uh, for a guard next year, that's for sure, um, whether it's off the bench or starting along, you know, whatever. Um, but but no matter what, it's always, uh, it's always a bummer when you lose, uh, you know, a top 20, top 30, which, you know, we haven't had since Humphreys. Of course, you know, we had a shitty team with Humphreys, but that's neither there or there. Yeah, sure puts a damper on things, um, you know, because we were kind of hanging our hats on, okay, well, you know, we'll get through this year, got some help coming in, you know, we got a nice core to build with, and now we're, you know, like, hey, you know, I think I send it off to him. I'm like, because I was shocked when I saw it. I, you know, I wasn't shocked that the kid – I think I, I'll go ahead and say I was a little shocked that he decommitted, although that's kind of naive to to be. Um, but, I mean, that's what we were hanging our hats on. Uh, like you said, we're going to have to hit the portal. We're going to have to do a bunch of things just to get this thing going. Now, you do have that core freshman, like you said, which is something to build on, but no centerpiece, really. Uh, no pun intended, I guess, because the guy was a center. But um, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, where do you go from here? I mean, you said you need point guard. Yeah, I, I think 55 – well, just a guard, not necessarily a point guard, but just I mean, another guard. Shooting guard, guard some scoring, yeah. Yeah. Um, because they had a rough week. I mean, battle didn't shoot well. There's, It's just a uh, – you know, that's another program, Chris, where you're kind of like, hey, you're kind of teetering on the brink of – it could either go this way or that way. You know, it could – in, it could. I mean, it's a real spot for Johnson here and, and everything else because, I mean, you got to – what do you do, Chris? You got to bring in recruits and and build, but your centerpiece recruit is now gone, or at least is wavering, and you don't have. Uh, where's the hope there? That was always the hope, and I guess it's gone now for the moment. Um, you got to guess count on these core freshmen to come in and make a a bigger impact next year because this is two seasons now. I know this was season one here, and last one was season zero or whatever we had it calculated. Um, but you can't go into season two and and uh, kind of be uh, at the bottom of the Big Ten, and you know it's not looking good at the moment. Um, you could fill it with get a, get some forwards, but I think most places are most recruits are kind of well. I guess they could still flip like this kid did, but it seems everybody's kind of spoken for you. You're gonna have to get creative, I guess, and figure out a way to uh, get some scoring and some rebounding and some things like that that you're going to need to help this program progress because that kind of plateaued at the moment with the, the announcement of, of that guy, I think Dennis something or another, uh, decommitting. It's a big blow whether they want to admit it or not. Yeah, it is a big blow. Anytime you get a chance at this you know school to, to bring in a top 30 guy, no matter how it turned out, one and done, whatever, because that's what it could have been. You never know. But either way, it, it's a blow, no doubt about it. But like I said, with uh, 
you know, Garcia's play ever since he came, well, originally Garcia had a good start. Then he struggled once Battle came back because all of a sudden he was like 1A, 1B. And, um, but I mean, he had that injury, but he's played pretty damn good and he's shown that he's a legit Big Ten player. Battle has been really up and down and in, and at times mostly down, um, with his shooting this year. No doubt you're right about that. Um, and I think a lot of it is when you, when you have a pretty somewhat serious injury, um, Anytime it's your leg, your knee, your foot, your toe, you know, that type of thing in season, he just hasn't looked 100% back. It would be nice to be able to get those guys to have a good game together. Uh, Ola Joseph, I like a lot of him. I mean, he's really come on. In pain, I mean, that dude's a stud. He's going to be a stud. And at like 6'9", 230 or something like that. So, like, the guys we got on our team, I really like our team for next year as far as, you know, winning some games and get going. But, yeah, there's just no way you can look at the scenario of losing that type of recruit. So, yeah, I do I do think it will come out of the uh, the transfer portal now because, like you said, a lot of it – when we say spoken for, that's obviously a loose terms, right, because <clears throat> people move around and stuff. And, and it happens, especially in football, because you have more players. Uh, so, you know, you can have a guy for two years and then, well, I'm going to open it up, you know. Oh, I'm coming back, you know, just random shit happens. Not to say this guy's coming back or anything like that, but, um, yeah, I do think because of how late it is uh, in the process to an extent anyway that it, it'll probably come, you know, from, uh, you know, from probably two transfers or something like that, at least a transfer, someone that's a proven player. I wouldn't doubt if it's a big that it could potentially come off the bench from a smaller school um, type thing. I don't think we're going to get – I don't think a transfer big is going to come here and expect to be the number one guy when you look at a guy like Payne and, and whatnot. Uh, and, and I think they – I think what would help the most is just a consistent score, someone who can put up points on uh, game by game, you know, someone to count on, whether that's a two guard or a or a big or a forward, and it could they might already have it in house. Like Payne could become that player, um, but somebody who can, because I think defensively they're there, they're they play tough defense. They just you know athletically at at parts of the squad and youth. Uh, have a, a hand to play there, but I think defensively you'll be able to do it. I just think you have to get somebody in here who can give you 16, 18 a night and sometimes even more, um, but know that you can hang your hat on that and then work around that with your other players. That I just don't think they have that. I mean, battle's inconsistent. A lot of the freshmen are inconsistent, which is, you know, par for the course with freshmen, but you're going to need consistent scoring and, and maybe some sort of team leader probably goes along with that score, you know, who can handle, uh, you know, a little pressure and being able to, to deal with it. And you get that player. I don't care if it's what position it is, as long as you can find that, I think you're on to the next step. And obviously if you would have got the big guy offers a lot of other things that would have helped. But um, I just think they need a consistent score, something that that's there uh, night in and night out. And I think that would help a lot because then you can work things around that and, you know, I think they thought they had that with, with battle, but, you know, he's been so inconsistent. It's really hard to tell. And, um, you know, if they could get something like what we thought battle would be, uh, that's what they need. Yeah. I really think it has to do with, 
him just not finding his rhythm 100%. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, those two coming back, um, I really like those two, man. They, they have a chance to be the you know, all-conference all type uh, players. Any last word before we shut this thing down, sir? No, I think uh, it's supposed to be at least above freezing for most of the week, so that's good. And, you know, it's February. I just kind of get it behind me for another year. Mm. It's always a, a drag. But, no, um, you know, check out the show, all the places you get your podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, Rope and Dope Radio, iHeartRadio, everywhere you get your podcast, check it out. And, you know, let's hope that next week we can talk about one win at least. And because if we don't talk about one, we, we're going to be talking about a six-game losing streak. And that's not going to be any fun. <laughs> yeah, that is true. All right, we'll see you next week. Peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.